welcome back to Crack On. Thank you to all of you for the continued support. I hope you're enjoying the episodes. As always, please keep sharing them on social media and spread the word. This week's guest is the brilliant Bonnie Ryan. TV presenter, makeup artist, online influencer, YouTuber and all-round gas woman. This was a new level of crack. There's something in this conversation for everyone and I really hope you guys enjoy. Okay, so welcome to Crack On, Bonnie Ryan. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Thanks for doing this. How the heck are you? I'm so good. All the better now for doing this. I think it's going to be loads of fun and it's lovely to lovely to chat to you. Oh my God. Hold on a second. Are you wearing a jumper of a picture of you and John? <laughs> Can I like get one of those? <gasps> Did he give that to you as a gift? No, he did not. I got it made for us for Valentine's. Did you get him one as well? Yeah, I made him wear it on the day. He thinks I'm a psychopath, but like he still loves me. So it's okay. Oh my God. I love it so much. Um, I'm glad to hear that you're, that you're great. I feel like everyone's like not so great at the moment. So I'm loving the positive vibes. Yeah, I know. But like what, what other option is there? Like if I don't just get on with it, like, you know, I just have to get into a positive headspace. Otherwise like I'll drive myself mental. Like, so yeah, last week was kind of crappy, but I feel like, I don't know, I got up today and it was really sunny here and I was just like, <gasps> like, I just felt like energized. I was like, this is fantastic. So I just, today I was in a great mood. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so glad. Yeah. I know. It's so funny that like the sun has changed everything. I'm like, you know what? Like if there's a few more months of lockdown, at least it's sunny. Whereas like yes. in like December and January, I was like, if there's any more fucking lockdown. I know. I know. Um, Okay, so the concept of the podcast is, you know, we discuss times in our lives where we faced a hurdle or some hardships and how we cracked on with it, how we got on with it, and sometimes finding a silver lining or just a bit of fun. So do you have an example that you want to start with and and tell us? I'm like... How, how deep should I dive in at the start? <laughs> we can, well, I guess like <laughs> how I usually do it is like, we'll have like the serious chats first and then we have a kind of like fun lightning round to wind down. Okay. So if you want to go there, let's go there, girl. <laughs> okay. Well, I suppose like the inevitable one is obviously when I was 17, like my dad passed away. And like, you know, 17, you're like living your best life. You're starting to go out with your mates. And, you know, I was going into sixth year. So I was picking, you know, what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. I was saving up to buy my first car and everything. Like I had a boyfriend. My whole life just seemed like, you know, oh, this is just like so perfect. Everything's great. And then obviously that happened. My dad passed away. And I think especially actually the older I'm getting, the more I'm now realizing the impact that it's had on me as a person. I think like when I'm, when I was like, when it initially happened, when I was like 18, 19 and in my early twenties and stuff, you're kind of just in a twilight zone initially. And I kind of, I think that totally affected a lot of my life kind of growing up in my twenties and, you know, kind of feeling a little bit lost in, excuse me, in things that I was doing. And I think uh, the older I've gotten now, the more I'm like, okay, I'm never going to say, obviously, I'm glad that that happened. Obviously, I would much rather that my dad be around, but I have to take a positive from something like this. And I'm like, it, I now see at 28, like how it has shaped me into the person I am. And like, I like I love me I know that's such a weird thing to say but like no like, that's I, amazing I, I, love, I love that I love that like I'm so motivated I do not take a single day for granted like even just that like you being like you know how are you getting on in this and I'm like it is what it is and like the thing is my life is still happening right now and I'm alive I'm here I'm healthy so like I have to be happy I have to be grateful and just like enjoy enjoy this day because like nothing 
is a hundred percent, you know? And I think, you know, my dad was such a person who he loved his job. He loved his friends. He loved his family. And one thing that like everyone would say about him was like, he lived his life to the fullest. And like, he, you know, that was just the person he was. So at least like we know he like loved every minute of it. And it's like, that's what I want to be like. I'm like, I want to make sure that I just live every moment. I don't know how long I'm here for. And I think in the last, the last, definitely the last year anyway, is when it's really kind of, now I wouldn't say like I had been not myself for those years after it, but I just feel, especially in the last year, that I'm like really grateful for what I've taken from the experience. Wow. Like, <laughs> I'm like, how did we go initially? <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. We'll leave it there. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> but I, I, this is, you know, as you know, obviously I lost my mom four years ago. And it's weird because when I think about who I am now, sometimes I'm like, I wish my mom got to like see this person that I am. And then I'm like, but that this person wouldn't exist if she was still here. It, yes. it's, yeah. it just couldn't be the way, you know? Yeah, I know. I totally agree with that. And I actually say that all the time. I'm always like, I say to John, I'm just like, I just wish that I could just have him for like a day here because I'm like, I think that he would just think I am the coolest person and I've done so well. And like, I feel like we'd be really good mates. And then I'm just like, but just like that, like, I don't think I would be this person if I hadn't have gone through what I've gone through and come out the other side of it. And now I'm just like, I'm, I really am just so grateful for being able, because I think a lot of people like they go through the, the, what we've gone through and they, they don't come out of it the other side very well. And I've no. seen other friends like, and it's, it's, you know, who have lost maybe not even a parent, but just who have lost somebody and they don't come out very well. Like, you know, they really have struggled. They, you know, it's just, it, it can be a very challenging thing for some people. And I'm just like, holy shit, like, thank God that this is the mentality that I've been left with. And I think that a lot of it has to do with be the same with your mom. It's like what they taught you. And it's just that you're like, thank God that like we, we learned so much from them in the time that we had them that now at this age, like we, we really like the people who we are and we can see the silver lining in it. I know exactly. I just, I couldn't agree more. And it's, I feel like the ages, I mean, 17 is like incredibly young. Like I, I feel like losing my mom at 23 was young, but like 17, it's like, it's just, you just aren't, you aren't who you're going to be yet. And you also, I feel like at like a young age and I often think, and it's, it's so typical. I'm like, even if, even if I had my mom like a year longer, I would have appreciated her so much more. You know, it's like, it's so ridiculous that we like, say to ourselves like we would have grown up and like I think having a parent that like like I'm definitely very spiritual and I feel like they're around in their own way and I think that kind of helps you make better decisions as well you're like okay there's someone actually keeping an eye on me (laughs) very true yeah I, I I totally think that too like I wouldn't I don't think I'd call myself like a holy person or anything but I definitely, there's cer- there's certain times, you know, when you do things and you're just like, oh, I can't do that because my dad wouldn't be very impressed with me. <laughs> I know, I know. And he would be so obsessed with who you are today and so proud. But it is, I think, and, you know, we spoke about this the other day, you seeing... I would find it incredibly difficult to share um, anniversaries and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's like you're kind of grieving with with a, with all his listeners and all his fans as well. And yeah. I, I found it so interesting what you said to me recently. And like, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, that like it really motivates you seeing that stuff and being, you know, you're able to be so proud of, of who he was. And then you put that into your work every day. I think that is like, I mean, as you said, it's pretty rare. Like that is an incredible take home from seeing that because I think, if there was, you know, something about my mom every single year, let's say on TV or in the media or whatever, 
I feel like I could be a bit of a brat and be like, fuck this. Like she's my mom, you know? So I think that's such an incredible positive that you take from it. Like, now don't get me wrong. It, like sometimes I am like that. Like I can't be, <laughs> I think it's just because I'm so, so protective of him. And like, I just think like, obviously, cause he's my dad. I just think he's the greatest person on the planet. And I like admire his work so much and him as a person and as a dad and what he's taught me. So like, I'm so like very quick. If something I'm like, don't say anything bad. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. cause obviously they're like, you know, there can be crap written in papers and stuff. And especially coming around his anniversary and stuff, there's always things. And, um, but, and then, and then, maybe it's a day where I didn't really feel like being upset about him. And then you walk in and you see something in a paper and you're like, Oh, for fuck's sake, like today wasn't the day that I felt like I wanted to think about this stuff. But then there's the flip side of it where I'm like, I'm just so lucky that he is remembered so fondly by our whole entire country. Mm -hmm. And there's so much love for him. And like, I'm like, it's just it's just a testament to him and like and the kind of person that he was that people think of him still every single year and want to talk about him and you know it used to drive me mad initially when people would be like and you're Jerry Ryan's daughter and I just be like like I'm Bonnie I am I am my own person and now I'm like yeah I am and I'm like yeah that's me and um it's just, yeah, it's lovely. And it's so nice as well. I think I'm so lucky that like his job was on TV and on radio where I have an unlimited amount of access to watching him, to hearing him. Like, you know, like sometimes I might go a couple of weeks without watching or hearing anything. And like very quickly, like, I know people say, oh, I'll never forget. But like you for, you forget for a second, kind of like, what, what did they sound like? I need to hear them again. And I'm just so lucky that I have like so much of that, that I can just be like, like, obviously you'll never forget them, but that actual hearing of their voice and you're like, oh, that's so, that's so great that I have that. So I suppose, you know, you take the little bit of crap to get all the good stuff that comes. So I know, I know you're so positive and I find it so, it's so true what you said about like, you always say, oh, you'll never forget. And like, immediately after my mom passed away I got advice from a friend to um like sometimes look through photos and like not necessarily like talk to your phone like I'm not like a complete lunatic but like almost be flicking through your phone like talking to her telling her like what you got up to that day and stuff like that and I was like I'm gonna do that every day and you you, of course you can't do that every day because life goes on and you have to and also they don't they don't want you to do that every day either. Like they don't want you sitting, you know, having a cry for the first 10 minutes of the day every day. But I think it's really nice that you have that stuff to revisit and go back to every once in a while, you know? Yeah, no, so, so lucky to have it all. And I totally agree with that as well. Like I think initially when my dad died, I was like, uh, I started a little journal that I wrote in every single day because I was like, okay, I need to like inform him on everything that happened so like be like okay so it's been three days now since you've died and um, today I got up and I did you know like just ridiculous stuff and then like I think after a couple of months I was like I had forgotten to, to write in it and I was just like oh I actually don't feel like I need to write in that anymore because like I just know that there's no possible way you don't know what I'm doing every day do you know that way exactly and you'll catch up you know you'll catch up one day you'll have it. Um, I found it really interesting what you said that in the last year, you found it kind of transitional. So last year was, was 10 years. Is that right? So your dad passed away. Just gone. So April, just before summer. Yes. Okay. So do you think it was the 10 year mark that kind of changed things or were you kind of dreading that? Like, um, I think, Oh God, I think it was about, I don't know, like about a year ago, I just felt like I had a lot on my plate. Um, I was kind of, I don't know, I was going into a bit of like a snowball effect where I wasn't really just like sitting down and making plans and figuring, you know, even just like small day-to-day routine of life and things out. And I felt like I was kind of just snowballing and even like little things like that, like knowing that this was 10 years since he's gone and 
there was just a lot I felt that was going on in my life. And I remember uh, it was actually a week where John was gone off on a work trip. He was gone for like two weeks. So I was home alone on my own for like the very first time. That's the longest time I've ever been on my own for. And I was like, I need to get my shit together. I was like, I am like, I'd say I'm a nightmare to live with. I am not getting the best out of my work. I just, I'm not getting the best out of my life. And I literally, within those two weeks, I like started getting up at five o'clock in the morning. I started eating really healthy. I started working out better. I started going on walks. I was planning my days. And like John came home and he was like, who the hell is this? He's like, I go away for two weeks and you're literally like up at five o'clock in the morning, out walking, out running, making your, you know, salads. You're like, he's like, what has gone on in these last two weeks? And I was like, I don't know. I don't even know what happened. I just, I just decided, I was like, I need to get my shit together and I need to like be getting the best out of my life right now. Um, And then I think once my head was a bit cleared and I was, you know, kind of took a bit of control I was able to kind of, I don't know, I, f- I felt like I found me again. And not that I haven't been me in these 10 years, but I'm like, I feel like I'm a really like happy, funny, mad person. And I was like, I always say to people, oh, I feel like I'm like stuck at being 17. I can't like move on in my life for some reason. And all of a sudden I was like, now I actually feel like I am that young me again. And I, I can take all those things that I now I'm talking about, about my dad. And I don't know if I'm making sense right now. But You're all making that, total sense, yeah. All those things that, about that I'm saying that I feel like I've got from my dad passing. I was like, I now literally feel like I just got, I opened a bag and now I'm like using all these things. And I'm like, life is great. And I got my shit together. And now I'm like really happy. And even on days where like I, I might not be having a great day, like I just feel like I, I pull from that bag now of those things that I feel like I've learned and I'm so much more equipped to deal with situations that aren't good situations. Like even the stuff that's going on right now, like I just feel like even though this has never happened in my life before, what we're going through, I just feel like I'm better equipped to deal with it because of things that have gone on in the past. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's Oh my just- God, it makes complete sense. And I completely admire that. And I completely know what you mean. Like it's almost, you know, for me, I would call it like my kind of spiritual awakening. I know that's very hippie and like, that's not necessarily what everyone else experiences, but it is kind of like, it's some sort of metamorphosis or rebirth. And you almost find that like everything you have learned in this like you said like a just this bag of like you know magic tricks almost you are never going to ignore that again even if life gets really hard it's almost like you found this this helpful thing that is always going to be there now for the rest of your life no matter how far you stray from it at times and I, I find that with things like well, it's like exercise, meditation, yoga, like those are the things that I'm like, okay, even if I go like a few weeks without, you know, meditating or something, as soon as I come back to it, I'm like, I have to keep this up. Like I know now what it is that keeps me on a good track. And I feel like that, like, I mean, you're pretty incredible for how early you get up every single day. Can you just like, for, for listeners who, who don't know your daily routine can you just share it with us because like I'm in awe and like I feel like sometimes I'll wake up and it's like your Instagram story was put up like four hours ago and I'm like why why is she so good at this yeah no I, I am a bit I'm a bit crazy but I get up at like 5 30 now I will read a little bit of my book whatever it is what am I reading at the moment oh Atomic Habits is what I'm reading at the moment which is a great book I was just looking at there um, and then I write in my little journal all the things that I'm grateful for and then at six I go out on a walk for an hour and uh, then I come home do my spin do my workout have breakfast get ready and start working by nine um, and yeah it just I love just fitting so much into my morning I feel like it, when I get up in the morning I'm so productive like I just I don't know I don't know if it's the competitive side of me that's like yes I got all that done by nine o'clock and I have the whole day now just to work and it's great now in saying that 
had a terrible sleep last night and at 10 o'clock I was still in bed John was bringing me up coffee trying to awaken me out of the bed I was like to be honest like that like makes me feel good to know that you're human in some way <laughs> but uh yeah no, I love I love my morning routine it really sets me up well and I just know if I str- kind of stray away from that they're the days when I feel a little bit crappy I've like I've got that down to a T where I just feel like so energized and great when like I stick to my routine like you're saying like a bit of meditation a bit of gym or whatever it is like um mm-hmm. obviously it could, for people it could be anything it could be whether you get up at nine or ten and you just go out on your morning walk or you have a lovely cup of coffee or whatever it is I think once you find your thing just like oh your day is just great it's off to a great start yeah, I completely agree. But you are a serious motivation. Do you call, is, you know, the way, is it called good morning gang or is that you like addressing the gang? Oh, well, like I call them the good morning gang. Yeah, I love that so much. It's like, it's like you're the rock or something. <laughs> I, love that. I love the rock. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense because like, I think you probably got up about a half an hour earlier than him. So. <laughs> Probably. He's great though. I was watching him in Moana last night. He's just a big inspiration of mine. (laughs) Okay. So just to go back to your first example, I mean, that is the epitome of cracking on. It's like finding that, that positivity in, in truly like one of the worst things you can go through. I really do feel like losing a parent is like, it changes who you are. It's incredibly hard. And you know, unfortunately, life isn't the same afterwards. But as you said, like, it's up to you how you're going to change it. And you've really changed it for the better, you know, and taken what would be, you know, just to conclude on that first point, what is your your favorite thing that your dad would do that you like use in kind of your life today? Oh, I think... I just, um, like, I just love so much that he took a chance and went for the job that he went for. Like, my dad actually studied law. He was supposed to be a lawyer, but he dropped out of college and he went into radio. And I just love that he, he took a chance and loved his job so much. And just every day, like, I just saw him so happy going off to work I never heard him once say like I just don't want to go in today and like when he was in work he was he just lit up like he was larger than life in that studio and it just makes me be like if I'm going to spend this much of my life working my god I want to make sure that I love it as much as he did so um yeah that probably that is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I really appreciate you being so honest and open about that experience. Um, so I want to move on to your next example. If you're, if you're ready, you know, take a deep breath. We can take as long as you want. I know talking about grief is so heavy, so I don't want to be like, okay, give me more, you know, (laughs) but whenever you're ready to share your next example, I'm excited to hear it. Um, yeah, so I'm like, hmm, which one will I choose? <laughs> There's been a few. Um, I'd probably say maybe the one that would probably resonate most with people because I feel like kind of uh, the majority of people go through it was like for when I was leaving school, all throughout school, and then when I was leaving school, I went to go study music. I thought I was going to be a singer. And I I thought, you know, that's what I was. I was a singer. And everybody knew that Bonnie was the music girl and the singer and she had her life mapped out and sorted and that was that. And I was had it all in a nice little neat box and that was my life ready to go. And anyway, I went and I studied it and then I travelled a while after college. I was in London and Sweden and recording and I released a song and um, like it totally did not turn out the way that I had planned it to since I was about eight years old. And like, not only did it not turn out the way I planned it, but I started to hate it so much. And I just stuck with it for even longer because I was like, well, I'm the singing girl. Like I, 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 I have to do it because everybody thinks that I'm going to do it. And if I don't do it, then everybody's going to be like, 
oh, she failed. It's so embarrassing. Like, what's she going to do now? And I just remember like the terror. Like I would get up in the morning. I had like, I only had a part-time job, which I was working with you. Yes. <laughs> like I only had a part-time job. And during the day I would just sit at home emailing people, honestly, just like anybody who would like listen to my music, listen to my songs. And I was just like, this is awful. I'd go into meetings and they'd be like, we'll like, you are definitely going to get signed. You just need to lose a stone. (gasps) And I was like, but I just love music. I don't want to lose a stone. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, terrible. Like I'd go into meetings and they'd be like, we love the vibe we just want to change like so you know the way you're you're doing your scene we're going to just change that it's going to be like it's going to be like this instead and I'm like oh my god that is just not that is not what I want to do and I think it totally like sucked the love of of music out of me and I was like I need to get out of this industry but then I was like I'm just gonna have to disappear because nobody can ever know that I I gave like I just have to and just pretend I don't know I'll go work like in the country on a farm or I don't know what I'll do but I I just remember saying it to my mom I got I got just I was just so down about it I was like I don't know what I'm doing everyone's like going to college and getting like masters and they're all starting now to figure out their life whereas I'm thinking I'm having some sort of a midlife crisis (laughs) and I remember I just sat down with my mom and I was like I can't do this anymore I actually hate it and like I'm terrified because everyone's just gonna like laugh at me and be like you failed like you're now not allowed to do anything in entertainment and all I want to do is entertain people like be it what be it was it I was going to be a singer um, am I going to make people laugh am I going to do you know whatever it was going to be I just want to entertain people like that's just in me and I like I, I really enjoy it and she was just like Bonnie like you are 23. Like you are a baby. You have your whole life ahead of you. Like you can literally try 10 million things. Nobody, she was like, nobody actually is focusing on what you're doing at all. So you need to just get over that. She was like, you really need to get over the fact that you think that everybody cares about what you're doing. Nobody cares. I know. (laughs) But that was such like good advice. I was like, oh my God, if nobody cares what I'm doing, then this is fantastic. I can try as many things as I want until I actually get to the thing that I really want to do. And so, but like making that transition and, you know, so many people I'd run into, how's the music going? And I'm like, um, well, yeah, no, I've kind of like just taken a break for like a little while. It was terrible for a while. And I just felt like, I felt like a total failure. Um, but in saying that it led me to what I do now. And I, could not love my job anymore. Like I love so much what I do. I am like the happiest person ever getting up, getting to do something that like, there's just so much variety in what I do. And like, I still get to entertain people, but I also have a mixture of doing things with makeup that I love and fashion. And there's just so much variety and never, ever again will I put myself in a box where I say I can only be one thing. Why do I have to only be one thing? Like, I, why can I not do whatever I want to do? Um, which I totally didn't think like that before that all happened. Yeah, we make these like rules for ourselves that we, and it's so funny that like we think that everyone else is like focusing on what we're doing, but in reality, they're having their own midlife crisis at 23. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't believe that I I thought that people cared so much about you know, I'm, and then you th- then you strip it back and you're like, not that I don't care about my friends, I love my friends, and all I want for them is great things and for them to be so so happy. But that's what I want for them. I want them to be happy. I don't care if you're working in marketing and now you want to go be a hairdresser, or I don't care that you're a chef and now you want to open up your own I don't know f- some sort of business I don't care as long as you're happy like that's all yeah. that matters I was so I felt I was so branded to that job and I thought that that was me and I was like I'm so much more 
oh, I'm so much more than what my job is for starters. And I'm so much more than just being the girl who can sing. If even anyone thinks I can sing, I don't know. You can. And I I was going to, I never want to interrupt because especially you're, you're, you know, saying such great stuff, but I did want to make a point that you, I think as well, the problem with turning your back on singing or walking away from it is that you had success in it. You know, it wasn't as if like you had actually done like great performances and you've been on the late, late, you've had like videos and people knew you as a singer. So I think that, and you are an incredible singer and I don't want to be one of those annoying people to be like, how's singing going? But I will say that like, I would love for you to, you know, get back into that one day if the love for it comes back because you are an amazing singer. So people, people did, did think that I thought that. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Mairead. A little confidence boost. Thank you. No, I know. I think you're right. I think the fact that there there was that bit of success to, to the music that I did made it even that little bit harder actually to walk away from it because I was like, you know, even even towards the end when I was actually doing things like the late late or I did like the Ray Darcy show and stuff, you know, I was actually getting to a point when it was starting to kind of, it looked like it was kind of taking off where I was actually going, I don't like this anymore. And that was the really scary thing. Cause you know, you're doing interviews and you're talking to everybody and they're going, it's finally happening. And I was just like, Oh no, (laughs) I don't want it to happen now. That is crazy though. I think that's a really hard position to be in. But I think it was when I told my mom and I realized that she was almost actually laughing at me, you know, like she was just like, Bon, like this is just in a year's time, you're going to forget we've even had this conversation because you're just going to be happy doing something else. Like this is not the end of the world. She goes, if, if you were coming to me, you know, maybe and you were 43 and you were saying, mom, it's still not happened. And I just, she's like, maybe we <laughs> problem then but she's like you've literally just finished college your life is beginning and you're gonna do a million things she was like you'll probably do a million other things now until you find the thing that you like um but yeah it's it's that fear of of letting people down was definitely one that I was like oh but no so what was the first step you know into because obviously you have I mean, I don't even know where to begin. You have like such a huge following on Instagram. You've done so many presenting jobs. Um, you are also a makeup artist. You know, how, what was the first little step into the job that you have now? Well, I had an Instagram page uh, when I was singing, literally only used it to like, I didn't even use it really for my singing stuff. It was just used as if, you know, I was anything like putting up pictures of me and my friends on nights out or whatever like so I just ha- like I had an active account but I didn't use it and then when I was trying to find out what I wanted to do after singing I decided I was going to start doing a bit of makeup because everybody knew I loved makeup like doing my makeup before a night out was always my favorite part of the whole night and like I do my friends makeup my sisters I, like I love doing makeup so I was like okay I'm gonna start like doing people's makeup just as like kind of a side gig and I'll just take my time now to figure out what I actually want to do. And I just kept doing makeup. I got a job shadowing somebody who I really admired in the makeup industry. Um, I then started posting makeup looks on my page. And after a while, then I started, I was like, okay, this is kind of fun and I'm just really enjoying it. And there seems to be a couple of people starting to follow who like the makeup pictures that I put up. So I started then just kind of talking on my stories about makeup and it just kind of snowballed from there really. And yeah, like it just one thing ended up leading to another. And I think I just, after a while I was like, Hey, this is kind of like really enjoyable. And it would seem that you know, people are enjoying it too. And I just said, I'm going to just try and be really consistent with this and just see what happens. Like, what's the worst that can happen? There's nobody following me now. If there's nobody following me in a couple of weeks time, it's nothing lost, you know? Yeah. And you're enjoying it. 
Exactly. So I just kind of kept going with it. And I think after a few months, I had like 10,000 people following me. And I honestly, I just couldn't believe it. I was shook to the core. I was like, how is this even possible? Like, you know, like about six months ago, I had like, like honestly, like a thousand followers and there. I think they were probably all just people from school. Like, and um, I just think I just ended up being really consistent with it. And I was like, right, if people are liking this, I'm really enjoying doing it. I'm just going to give it a go. And I just kept going and I just tried to be as consistent as possible. And it just led me to growing my following. And then I think from there, I think people could see, you know, she, she loves talking to the camera. Um, and that led me to get, you know, some presenting jobs when I used to be on expose and just opened so many doors and still is, and just love it so much. I'm obviously still trying to grow it and be as consistent as I possibly can, but it's, it's just, I love it. I really love it. Like, I feel like your consistency and your passion about it, it has also really helped during lockdown because you haven't stopped. You haven't just like, you know, like hid away and you're just like, okay, until things open, I'm just not going to do this. Like, I feel like you've treated every day as if almost nothing is going on, which is what we need to see. And like, when the gyms opened, you were back in the gym. And then when the gyms closed, you were like, okay, it's home workouts again, you know? And like, you're still always doing your makeup and always doing your hair, which is just, honestly, I can't explain how nice it is to see because I'm like, I just want, everyone just wants that, the normal everyday routine and someone reminding them that like, okay, look, get out, let's go on a walk. Let's like, here's how to do these amazing eyes that I still have not mastered. <laughs> it's just really, it honestly is such a positive. Um, it's just been such a positive force during lockdown. And I think you're, hasn't your following grown a lot during this time? Yeah, like so, so much actually. I think, um, oh God, well in the past year, I think, like 15,000 or something since lockdown or something like that. So you're almost on 80,000 now, is that right? On like 72 or 73, I think. Um, which is mind blowing to me. I can't believe there's that many people who, who watch what I do every day, but I just said from the minute we went into lockdown, I was like, okay, this can go like one of two ways. Like I'll go into a hole and I'll just be like, you know, somebody call me when this is all over or if I'm going to come online or if I'm going to stay online, I need to give people a place where they can escape. So I don't want, and, and that's not to say I have, I, like, I understand anybody who's coming on, whatever they want to talk about. I totally get it. A lot of people come on and they're saying, you know, I'm not having a good day. This is, and that's, that's their kind of content at the moment. And I understand because, you know, times are super tough right now. And if that's, their way of you know talking to people and relating to people and that's fine but for me personally I'm like I need to I need to do it for my following to make them realize that like you know life is still happening and don't like don't just stay in bed all day in your pajamas for one or two days it's okay but you've got to get up and get your shit together because like this is still our life and just don't waste it but also it's for me, like <clears throat> I, like makeup has saved me during this time. I'm like, thank God for it because it's, it's the thing that I'm like, okay, I've got to go put my makeup on. And I swear to God, not because I don't love myself without makeup. I, I do. But when I put it on, I'm like, I can take on the day. This is like, I was like, I feel lighter already, you know? <laughs> I know. I mean, sometimes I'll just put on makeup for like the park at the weekend and I'm like, well, we just do like another lap. Like I want everyone to see how stunning I am. <laughs> well, that's it though. Like, it's, li it's little things like that at the moment that are keeping people going. And I just wanted my page to be a place of escapism and to not have to hear about all the other stuff that's going on because you know what? There's enough people talking about that. There's enough going on on the TV about it. And I, I didn't want my place to be that. I wanted it to be somewhere where you can just forget about the crap for a while. Let's just talk about makeup and fashion and, you know. 
and funny videos like i literally lol every time you put up like some sort of tiktok thing it just makes me laugh so much (laughs) yeah i I think i think that's like mainly satisfying myself to be honest because like i am just such like a a dork and i'm like i love making these videos um like john says he's like funny like are you listening to your own video again you've had it like playing like seven times in a row and i'm like yeah but it's funny like it's (laughs) And it's just like, oh, you're just so weird. Um, But yeah, just like, you know, take people's minds off all the crap. Yes, you are literally putting the crack in cracking on. You are. Thank you, girl. (laughs) You're amazing. And I love it so much. Do people, um, do you sometimes, you know, get like messages that you're like, oh my God, like, I don't know how to respond to this. Like people I imagine feel like you're their best friend. Um, do you know what? One thing I will say is I have the nicest people who follow me. Like I can't actually believe it sometimes. Like the messages I get from people, they shock me to the core that somebody would take the time to write me just such a genuine, lovely message saying like how, how much they're loving my content or, you know, that it's been keeping them going over this time. Or I've even started like a little running challenge on my page this week. And like, so many messages I woke up to this morning being like, thank you so much. I've not exercised since the first lockdown. I've been feeling like crap. And now I'm like, okay, well, if Bonnie's going to start running, I might as well do it with you. And just little things like that. And I'm like, how amazing is that? That somebody would actually take the time to be so lovely. I Because especially like, you know, online can be a, a tough owl place. Like, and I just seem to have gathered the nicest people who follow me and send me such lovely messages and I I do my best to reply to everybody because I'm like they've gone out of their way to go message me something lovely and I, I really do try and reply to as many as I can just people are there is so many good people out there I want to move on to the lightning round I don't know why I keep calling it a lightning round because I'm also I I also like preface it with um just take as long as you want to answer the questions <laughs> Yeah, but you can edit that down and you can just get rid of any any uh, moment where I was thinking it can still be lightning. Yeah, literally just like one word answer. It's like I'll edit it down. Okay, so question one, your idea of crack. Oh, okay. Um, like, go, like maybe it's because of especially what's going on right now, but I'll, all I want is to go out with the gals have loads of drinks and just dance on a packed dance floor to Britney Spears and just like, like, I don't even care if we're sweaty. <laughs> Maybe it's better if we are. <laughs> I <know. laughs> um, I like, that's what I am just, that is the crack and I'm dying for it. Like, I cannot wait for that to happen again. It won't be long. I can feel it in my bones. Fingers crossed. A habit you can't crack. Yeah, this, I like, a habit I can't crack. I'm like. I feel like you've such strong willpower. Like you probably just like, are like, okay, any bad habits are gone. Yeah, genuinely. The only thing, the only thing is my phone. That's my bad habit because like, if I'm on my phone, I'm working. Like I'm never I'm never just like scrolling. Like I'm all, if I go straight, I click back straight into work mode and I'm like, Ooh, that looks good for work. Da, 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 taking notes, doing all this crap. So I'm really trying at the moment after dinner to not go on my phone, but I have not cracked it yet. I I've been, I've been scrolling. I've been scrolling. It happens. You know what I have found? Because um, I am similar except like with TV because I will just like put on the TV in the evening and watch like we've started Married at First Sight Australia. I don't know if you watch it. I'm on like episode eight. Oh God. Okay. Well, there's 30 episodes in the season. So, but I, one day I was watching so much of it that, um, the TV actually like stopped and it wasn't just like a passive aggressive, like Netflix, like, are you still watching? It was like this much TV is bad for you. Stop. Really? And I was like, I feel attacked. So for a good (laughs) it was, it was solid. Like, yeah, it was definitely longer than is like healthy. I'm so proud of my dogs right now. Like I brought them on the longest walk because I recorded a podcast 
I jinxed it. Oh my god. Yeah, my, my little guy downstairs is being good, so I'm not even gonna Yeah. Not- okay. Okay, it's gone. Okay. Question three. First time you cracked on. I presume you know what cracked on means. Like kids? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. So terrible. Yeah, <laughs> give it to me. I was like, oh, what age? I'd say I was like eleven or eleven or twelve. I think maybe eleven or something. And it was down a lane near where I lived. It was about six or seven in the evening. There was soup on the ground. Somebody had thrown a thing of soup and it was like, there was like smelly soup on the ground. And like all of our friends walked us down the lane to the corner for us to kiss. And we're all just like walking together and like I'm with the girls, he's with the guys. It's like, okay, so the kiss is going to happen. I'm like, this is so embarrassing. We go in the corner and it's like, you know, the kiss happens, I don't know, maybe like 15, 20 seconds. He goes off the guys, I go off the girls. And it's like, you know, how was it? It was just the worst thing ever. Like, I honestly, like, I can't imagine anything worse now that I think about it. And that's not to say like, oh, I, like he was the worst kisser. And not like, I just mean the whole situation of like, you know, I'm I'm in a lane and there's soup poured on the ground. And this is the first time I'm having a kiss. Like... Oh, just hideous. I know. There's like no one that has like a really romantic answer. I feel like everyone's first kiss is like quite, uh, first kiss is kind of like heavily produced, you know? (laughs) Well, this is, it was like something out of Grease Lightning. Like he's walking with the guys, I'm with the girls. It's like. Pink ladies. (laughs) Yeah, just really, really quite hideous. Actually, I try not to think about it too much. Okay. Okay. Well, you can, you can put it to the the back of your mind now. It's over. Okay, a time you cracked under pressure. Time I cracked under pressure. Uh, I'm going to say my leaving cert music exam. I had to sing for it. And for some reason, in the week leading up to it, I got so, so nervous. I fully lost my voice. I had to go to the doctor and I was put on like 15 steroids a day for like three days leading up to it. No. Yeah, terrible. Like, How I did just, the like, exam go then? Oh, I nailed it in the end. Like, but like, I, you know, I had to go on steroids for the week beforehand. That's surely that's cracking under the pressure. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's quite a tree cracking under the pressure, isn't it? Oh um, god. Yeah, not ideal. But but look, anyway, we got through it, so it's fine. Well done. And you're now you've done the singing thing, and now you're over it, and that's. So yeah <laughs> okay um something that always cracks you up um something that always cracks me up oh okay other than myself <laughs> um I would say okay do you know the song Will Ferrell's song you know love me sexy take off no no oh my god from what's the name of the movie oh my god I've, I've gone blank on the name of the movie Anchorman where, no no uh, semi-pro oh my god I th- is this bad that I haven't even heard of that film actually I'm gonna put a positive swing on it I think this is really great for you that you've never seen it and I'm excited to hear what you think when you do watch it let's crack on <laughs> because there's a song in it anyway and it's called love me sexy oh my god it's the funniest song ever have you ever cracked a bone yes actually I uh fractured and dislocated my knee two years ago which was pretty terrible and I was in a wheelchair for a while that oh my god yes yeah yeah that happened that happened how long were you in the wheelchair for um I was in the wheelchair for about three weeks so I fractured, I felt I fractured my knee, I dislocated my knee, I tore all the ligaments and the muscle the whole way down as well. Um, and then I was then on crutches for about, I don't know, maybe like, maybe six weeks then. And then I started to learn how to walk on it again. It was the maddest thing, like my leg that I injured just turned into like a five-year-old's leg. And my other leg was just a completely normal person's leg. It was so weird. Yeah. That is terrifying. Oh, it was so gross. Like, yeah, it was honestly 
one of the worst things that's ever happened to me like it was really terrible and you're fully your your leg is completely fine again now right yeah it's 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 fine but they've said um it could happen again so to beware I was like okay I'll just I'll just wait like <laughs> yeah great that's that's fantastic news anyway um okay so one question I like to finish on which um I just feel like I should take out because no one fucking answers it but hopefully you will have an answer for me no pressure and the question is who is your favorite reality star Kim Kardashian it's that easy Bonnie like is that even a question it's apparently quite hard. Like a lot of people are like, I just don't, I wouldn't know. Ah, come on. Like I, I, I love her. I don't care what anybody says. And their last season is airing on the 18th of March and I cannot wait for it. I've got a reminder set on my phone and I think that she's a fantastic businesswoman and I'm very sad to hear about her marriage break. <laughs> we actually need to discuss their divorce like we'll discuss that like in an audio or something but like I'm upset like oh yeah I am too I thought they were iconic yeah same I also didn't I wasn't necessarily I was in denial like until today uh okay so so where can our listeners find you firstly and then tell us what you're up to at the moment and what we can expect from you Okay, so you can find me on my Instagram. My handle is just Bonnie Ryan or my YouTube channel is Bonnie Ryan. Um, and what you can expect is just loads more fun and beauty and fashion. And I'm going to be uploading loads to my YouTube over the coming months. So make sure you're following me there too. Fab. And join the Good Morning Gang. Yes. See you all at 5.30am. <laughs> I'll see you at 7.58. That's good enough. Okay, great. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on Crack On. You have given such amazing examples and you really do put the crack in cracking on. Like you are such a positive, sunny person and you are so much fun. And I have enjoyed this chat immensely. So thank you, Bonnie Rhyme. Thank you so much for having me on. You're a star. I am a star, but so are you. <laughs> Isn't she great? I can't say I've been getting up at 5.30 since this recording, but it did put me in a very good mood. And that's enough for now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for next week's episode of Crack On. Crack On.